Good morning from the Financial Times. Today is Monday, February 22nd, and this is your FT News Briefing. Boris Johnson will reveal a roadmap for lifting England's lockdown. HSBC is accelerating its pivot toward Asia, and the consulting giant McKinsey holds a referendum on its leadership. Plus, the UK's top competition watchdog plans new probes into big tech companies. We'll talk to the head of the Competition and Markets Authority, Andrea Koscielny, on his plans to regulate the Googles and Amazons of the world. I'm Mark Filipino, and here's the news you need to start your day. Today, UK Prime Minister Boris Johnson will release a roadmap for lifting England's lockdown. It'll include a plan for returning to schools, the date is now set for March 8th, and then he'll proceed with a prudent reopening of much of the economy by summer. Johnson's announcement comes as data shows coronavirus infections have been falling between 3 to 6% per day. Hospitalizations and deaths are also down. The UK has rolled out vaccinations quickly. More than a third of the adult population has now gotten the first dose. But the data also shows that the vast majority of improvements are because of lockdown and not because of vaccinations. The global bank HSBC will announce some major strategic moves this week, including the relocation of three top executives to Hong Kong. That would mean that business divisions that account for almost all of HSBC's global revenue will be run out of Hong Kong. HSBC was founded in Hong Kong, but is now headquartered in the UK. As part of its pivot to Asia, the bank also wants to expand in Singapore, according to FT sources, and it'll announce an end to consumer banking in the US. The UK could get even tougher on big tech this year. Regulators at the Competition and Markets Authority last month said they were investigating complaints against Google over its allegations it was using its dominant position to harm small advertising groups. And the CMA is scanning for more companies that violate consumer protections or unfairly stifle competition. The head of the CMA is Andrea Koscielny. The Italian-born British economist spoke at length with the FT, and he told our Brussels correspondent Javier Espinoza how his approach to technology companies has changed. We started with the view 10 or 12 years ago that you know competition was dynamic, that even if you were in a strong position, someone else would come up with new ideas and sort of leapfrog you and win your market. And there was very much a sense that, you know, competition was just one click away. What we have learned is that in a number of areas where the large platforms have very strong positions, very little has changed in the way of competition, that, you know, there are very strong network effects, there are very strong benefits to scale and to just the sheer amount of information that has been collected historically by some of these platforms. And so people have come to the conclusion that more intervention is needed to essentially recreate a level playing field and allowing new companies and innovators to have a fair chance at you know, growing in some of these markets. So, Andrea, your team at the Competition and Markets Authority, it's planning a new set of rules, a special mergers regime. And the goal is to be tougher on mergers and it'll be linked to new regulations. If these rules had been in place last year, would you have blocked Google's takeover of Fitbit, the fitness tracker? Because after all, Fitbit is an example of the type of company that you refer to that was gobbled up before it had a chance to become a serious competitor. 
Obviously, the special merger regime would have probably applied to Google Fitbit had we had this particular regime in place. We have been quite clear that we're quite skeptical of this sort of long-term behavioral remedies that were ultimately accepted by the European Commission in this particular case. And our concern is that it's very difficult to monitor sufficiently and enforce this type of remedies. And in many ways, there is an obligation for companies that acquire competing companies to offer clear-cut remedies. So obviously, I'm not in a position to speculate on what the UK would have done on Google Fitbit. But um, you know, I would definitely record that we have rejected similar remedies in, in similar cases over the last few years. I want to ask you about another merger that's underway right now. It's the big one between the large American tech company NVIDIA and the UK chipmaker ARM. This is the first deal that both the UK and the EU will scrutinize together. What areas of this deal would you particularly be concerned about? This is a global deal, and the concern, as is in the public domain, is essentially that ARM has a number of products that are you know, in high demand in what is a very concentrated downstream market, and NVIDIA is one of the key players there. So this is a vertical transaction in essentially two concentrated markets with significant barriers to entry and expansion. So it's a type of transaction that creates prima facie competition concerns, but it is a global transaction. So we are going to look at it, I think, the very, in the very same way the Federal Trade Commission is looking at it, the European Commission is going to look at it, and other global agencies. You know, a number of the customers of ARM, including some very large companies like Qualcomm and, and Apple and others, have expressed concerns about it. So. It's a type of investigation that, you know, presumably will require quite a lot of work. Potentially, there are also some national security considerations in a number of countries. I mean, that's obviously not for, for us as a competition authorities to, uh, to worry about, but that also could uh, add complexity to the review process. That was the CMA's chief executive, Andrea Coscelli, speaking with the FT's Javier Espinoza. The FT's Kate Bioli also contributed to this report. McKinsey has suffered a series of snafus over the past few years. The global business consultancy was recently in the news for its $574 million payout to settle lawsuits brought by U.S. states over its advice to opioid manufacturers. Now the firm's senior partners, 650 of them, have begun voting on whether McKinsey's global managing partner, Kevin Sneeder, should stay on for a second term. He only took over in 2018. I'm joined by the FT's U.S. business editor, Andrew Edgecliff-Johnson. Edge, McKinsey is so powerful around the globe. Their clients include multinationals, governments, you name it. Besides the opioid settlement, what are some of the criticisms of the company and the ones looming over Kevin Sneeder? I mean, there are suspicions that McKinsey has just become too powerful, too influential, that it's everywhere. But I think the specific issues that have popped up in the last few years have been about what they call client selection. So simply, has it taken on the wrong kind of clients as it's sought to grow? And the opioid settlement is fresh in our minds. That's a, a payout that, the likes of which we've never seen before. But it follows a series of other reputational crises. And some of these predate 
Kevin Sneeder. So he came in partly to clean up the mess that was left after their dealings in South Africa, where they got embroiled in a government corruption scandal and had to repay many of the fees that they'd earned there. So this is not new, but they've had a pretty rough run of headlines. So McKinsey's senior partners are now voting on whether Snyder should stay on. What are you hearing on which way the vote will go? Well, it's a private partnership, and there's a limit to how much we know from the outside. I have to say, most of the people we've talked to have given us the impression that they expect him to be reappointed. Uh, All five of his predecessors served at least uh, two terms, so it would be very unusual for an incumbent global managing partner not to get re-elected. So the odds are in his favor. And I've certainly spoken to clients who were very concerned when the opioid headlines first started hitting two years ago, and so concerned that they actually stopped working with McKinsey for a period. But I spoke to one of those clients uh, last week who said he's now gone back to hiring McKinsey again. Andrew Edgecliffe-Johnson is the FT's US business editor. Thank you, Edge. Thank you, Mark. And finally, a quick clarification. Last week in our reporting on the G7 meeting and Emmanuel Macron's push to help poor countries provide vaccines for their citizens, we said that the Biden administration would send $2 billion to COVAX. That's the global vaccine initiative led by the World Health Organization. In fact, $2 billion is the amount the U.S. said it will make immediately available. It will provide another $2 billion to COVAX over the next couple of years. You can read more on all of these stories at FT.com. This has been your daily FT News Briefing. Make sure you check back tomorrow for the latest business news. Hi, this is Janice Torres from Yo Quiero Dinero. If you own or operate a business, whether it's a local operation or a global corporation, partnering with Bank of America could be your smartest move. By teaming with Bank of America, you'll enjoy exclusive digital tools, award-winning insights, and business solutions so powerful, you'll make every move matter. Position your business to capitalize on opportunity in a moment's notice. Visit bankofamerica.com slash bankingforbusiness to learn more. What would you like the power to do? Bank of America N.A. Copyright 2024. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.